Hi, catch you later. Oh, my freaking shoulder hurts because you slammed into me back there. Oh, oh. Uh, how about buy me a drink? Uh? Cast where three drunks in their 30s talk about anime. Wow, where'd that voice come from? That was a great voice. Uh, thank you, thank you. Well, hey, he's the son of a millionaire. It's Andy! <laughs> I really wish. <laughs> and he'll drink anything with alcohol in it. It's Bill! Look where he had this conversation over on the Patreon. <laughs> oh, oh, and oh wait, do you mean, mean Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese? Sorry, continue. And, See um, how smoothly I plugged that? That was a good plug. That you, was a great plug. You plugged that in mm-hmm. with so much and, finesse. Andy, <laughs> I, I really have to find the can. Oh, God. I told you to go before we started recording. No, I'm Josh. Oh, I'll, I'll, okay, you know what? You know what? Right. I'll, I'll hold it. I'll hold Are it. Are you sure I could pause it? No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, I, good. You know what? These discussions haven't been all that long. Oh, all right, just hold on. Just... Deep breath. Well, deep first comes breath. the worst. Bill's... Wall of ice. <laughs> Bill's got a uh, bottle over there you can always use. All right. Not all yet. Right. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay. So, hey, guys. Whoa. It is episode three of season two of Tuning Japanese. And this week, we have yet another review of the classic Trigun. Yay! And we'll be reviewing episode three of Trigun. What a coincidence. I... Episode three? And we're I doing episode know. three? It's weird. Oh. But we're going to review... Peacemaker. Sweet. Not Pacemaker. <laughs> that was a whole other episode. That's a whole different episode. <laughs> that's like um, that's like Vash when he's senile. <laughs> yes. Very true. <laughs> Wrong episode. Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, so, you're getting my pants. So, let's jump in this week with a little bit of nerd news. Hey, guys, guys, guys. What's up? Final Fantasy XV dropped this week, and I'm not playing it. Yeah, n- neither am I. I've, I've not touched it. I'm, I, look, you know what I'm doing. You're... I'm actually playing a lot more Hearthstone because a new expansion hit. Ah. Different Blizzard crack. Yeah, and, and well, the third competitive season has started, and that's a bunch of shit. I don't even get into that. But, yeah, um... The current landscape of JRPGs, I'm... It's, it's barren, like... No, it's not barren. Like the world of Trigun. No, it's not... Callback. Callback. That's call... our, I'm going to callback. On a dock desert highway. Right. That's a callback. That's um, that, was a, that was a free callback. It's, it's, yes. It's, it's not... Okay, and, and maybe it maybe it's because maybe it's because we're showing our age here. We are definitely guys that came around the classic consoles, the uh-huh. NES, uh-huh. Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, and the Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. We played a very different type of RPGs. Even the JRPGs were very different than what we're seeing now. It's true. I'm not saying that that current JRPGs are terrible. They are not the games that. I liked playing. No, it's it's a very different sort of game nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, you go back to the days of like 
you know, we think of like the Final Fantasy games from or the old, the original Final Fantasy or uh, Final Fantasy two and three or four and uh, Dragon Warrior games, uh, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Trigger, even you know, all these games are very. Even though there were some slight differences between them, Chrono Trigger didn't really fit necessarily fully uh, the idea of the turn base. It was turn based. It was but still like, very turn based. But it was like you, you know, they moved around the screen a little bit more. You know, like they, yeah, right. it added in uh, kind of. Um, ways to change it, but like now, Lunar Vi, uh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, um, Bill's favorite, Vandal Hearts, Vandal Hearts, absolutely. Um, you know, awesome. You know, and Final Fantasy Tactics. You know, the similar sort of like setup. Um, I couldn't get into the story for Tactics, right? But a similar setup, like, similar combat setup as wise. A, uh, combat wise, certainly. right? And, you know, and that's the difference now because you know, uh, from what I've seen of Final Fantasy 15 so far, and what I've heard, and what I've seen in reviews. The story, for those who don't like Final Fantasy, is going to be kind of nonsensical. You know, most Final Fantasies are a little nonsensical. Yeah. But that's kind of their appeal. You know, the goofiness of it all. And apparently, it looks beautiful. And a lot of the really open-ended stuff and, like, the mini, uh, like, side quest type stuff, a lot of fun. But the core mechanic of the combat, once again, is so far and away from what we're used to. What is it? It's, I wasn't what, even aware Final Fantasy XV is coming out. From what I've seen, yeah, it's, it came out Tuesday. From what I've seen, it's a lot of holding down the X button to kind of auto combat. But like then there's also a little bit of, you can do like different magic spells and stuff, so you can break up regular just like combo attacks. And apparently, once you get the summons, they show up just sporadically. You don't summon them at all. Well, and from what I've been told, is the combat's very similar to Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. Which people love the uh, combat system of the two Kingdom Heart uh, main main games, yeah. so it's very similar to that, and it looks more like a group Twitch action game mm-hmm. than an RPG. And here's the other thing: the three of us, we are so classic RPG. I mean, we are tabletop RPGers. We oh yeah, Dungeons and that's dragons. That's where it came from, right? And that's what we are so used to, and what we love. I think something's lost when you pull away from that combat system. Don't get me wrong. These games have great stories. The animation looks beautiful. I thought about checking out Kingsglaive, because that looked really cool. It's got mm-hmm. Sean Bean, so I want to see how he dies in that. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You always run the risk that he doesn't die. And then it's a bad movie. Like Ju- Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. Ascending. <laughs> <laughs> Callbacks again. Callbacks again. But there is one ray of hope, actually. Especially if you follow my Twitch stream. What? Yeah. Twitch.tv slash? Chainer. C-H-A-Y-N-R. Thank you very much, Andy. The reason why I bring up my Twitch stream is that anyone who has actually sat down and watched my Twitch stream, I have been playing I Am Setsuna. This is a game that came out by uh, Tokyo RPG Factory along with Square Enix, and they wanted to bring back that old school classic SNES type game feel. So, so it has a strong Final Fantasy VI feel and a Chrono Trigger feel, and I love this game. It's compelling. They have really interesting characters and a really interesting story. On my last stream, I uh, got to a very interesting twist in the game that most people probably would have seen coming, but I was uh, completely surprised by it, and I was very happy about it. Right. Got right in the eye. Right, right, right in the eye, coming right in the eye. What well, it well, it came from a character that I did name Bill Cosby. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Cosby. Oh, um, no, 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 no. Bill, Bill, there's a moment on, on one of my streams where I lose it, where Bill Cosby is standing by a female character that's unconscious on a bed, and he goes, so you don't remember anything. <laughs> 
Why did I not make Bill Cosby as my character in Skyrim or oh, Fallout? Oh, oh, God. I will for the rest of my life. That will be my character, James. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. That's genius. Oh, Lord. I've been doing it as an interac- interactive thing on my uh, stream that anyone watching, if we get a new character, they get dibs to name the character. So one go. of the viewers named him Bill Cosby. I'm like, that is brilliant. And it has turned into comedy gold oh, on my Twitch stream. If you want to check it out, it might still be on twitch.tv slash Chainer. Andrew, how do you spell that again? Uh, C-H-A-Y-N-R. So to get back to the actual yeah. topic a little bit yeah, here. Yeah, let's pull out. Yeah, let's, no more shameless plugging. Yeah, let's get away from the plugging. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I think that, uh, I think that I'm going to give Final Fantasy 15 a chance. Okay. Um, I'm going to get it eventually. I'm going to wait till the holidays when I have a little more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to, I'm going to get it and I'm going to give it a fair shake. All right. But uh, I just, You're I, 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 your expectations I, yeah, because 12 was not very good. Oh God, no, 12, 12 is painful. They, they changed the mechanics so much. I love Too the story old. of 12 because I love that world because it was set in tactics and I love, and I know you don't like the story of tactics. I couldn't understand it. Yeah, though. it was a little complex. It um, was too open for me, that Yeah, that th- this one is that kind of, um, a little more politically kind of like tactics was. And then 13 was way too linear. To kind of cut it short. Final Fantasy XV, I'll be checking out, and I will definitely let you guys know when I do play it. You can, however, go to the website, questednetwork.com, and check out my first of uh, three articles that I plan to talk about uh, related to Final Fantasy in celebration of the 15th Final Fantasy. The first one being my top five Final Fantasy playable characters. So go check that out. Awesome. So I think that's about all we have, right? Do you guys have anything else to add? No, I, I'm really. I'm, I'm I haven't. Here. I've only played seven through ten. Okay. I have nothing to add to those right. at all. Fair, fair enough. So, uh, kind of a small amount of nerd news. So, I think that means we're going to go into the episode. Yay! Yeah. So, uh, let's go into episode three. Our episode summary. Uh, so, we open with a shot of a saloon and a drunk man in the foreground in an alleyway. Inside of this said saloon are a bunch of people. Talking, drinking, gambling, having just generally a really good time. Like door, you do. Like you do in, in a saloon in the old Wild West. Uh, the door opens, and that drunk from the alleyway comes in and slurs and begs at one of the patrons for a drink because he doesn't have any cash. And he, he needs a drink. He looks like he needs a drink. I love the line when he comes in. He says, I'll take anything with alcohol in it. Ethyl, methyl, cough syrup, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> pretty pretty stereotypical drunk guy. Well, we'll learn later that that is uh, Frank Marlowe. Yup, yup. And he's voiced by Michael Sorich. He originally was not credited on the original dub, as you can see right there. No, he wasn't. Uncredited. Uncredited. Uncredited indeed. Huh. So, the drunk is kicked to the curb, out through the door, and is warned never to return. The patron then tries to put an exclamation point on it by taking out his gun, pointing it at him, kicking him in the ribs, and then going back inside, leaving the man in a pile, laughing about, quote, those stupid idiots. Yeah, what what do you make of this drunk guy? He's going to be all sorts of fun. So we get the title card, then we cut away to Warren's city. It's our brand new city. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like, looking at the picture now, it looks like it's just has one big epicenter, and then everything It has just a kinda, sphincter. I think it's a crater. It has a sphincter. It is a crater, it looks it's like. It's a sphincter. It looks like a crater. What's in the center of them? I don't know, statue? Maybe. A kernel of corn. Nipple? <laughs> in the sphincter. <laughs> a nipple. A kernel of corn. Oh, good lord. Hmm. And can you guess who's in Warren City? 
The girls? The girls. Millie and Meryl are there. And once again, uh, they have gone to a new town in search of Vash the Stampede. Oh, they've, uh, they've stopped at a cafe, and Meryl is enjoying a ridiculously sized sundae, mm-hmm. while Millie is drinking some sort of tea. Perhaps Ceylon, Ceylon. tea? Or yeah. Ceylon tea? Ceylon. Uh, <laughs> from the cafe. Uh, Meryl says they're searching for someone who fits the qualifications of what little they know about Vash. And... Millie basically says, that's kind of vague, isn't it? Shouldn't we get more information on this Vash guy? Like, why are we only looking always for these things? Uh, so they argue for a little bit. And Meryl says that you never know when Vash just may show up to blow up the town. <laughs> and as she says this, Vash is meandering in the background of the scene. And uh, I Millie, love that Millie, Millie... Millie, Hi, Mr. Vash! <laughs> it's so great. She stands up. And what's weird is that, like... There's a shot of Millie standing there kind of like all smiling and waving. And then Meryl has her back because she was sitting, still sitting in the seat. And it looks like she's trying to eat as much of the ice cream as she can. Mm-hmm. Maybe because yeah. she's embarrassed that like to show Vash that she's eating this giant sundae. Either that or she just knows shits about to go down. So she just wants to eat as yeah. much and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. She I paid for the sundae. Right. I'm going to eat it. Exactly. Before everything goes to shit in about 30 minutes. <laughs> right. right. That or she's trying to ignore the fact that, okay... Millie seems to believe that our blonde-haired buffoon is actually Vash the Stampede, so therefore she doesn't want to acknowledge that and just continue eating like she's ignoring him. Right. And, he, and Vash here calls them the insurance girls, which actually becomes a running gag throughout. Yeah. He, he doesn't he doesn't really call them by name. He's always just like, oh, it's the insurance girls! The Bernadelia insurance girls. And he doesn't even call them, he just says the insurance girls. I love it. It's adorable. It, you know, it, it sounds like an, uh, an advertising gimmick that they should have uh, ran with, uh, the people Holy shit, they must have. They, they Oh, man. They should be like, every time you see us, be like, hey, you're the girls from the Bernard Daily Insurance Company. And then whatever the slogan is. And you have them pose yeah. with their guns. Yes. I mean, that would be okay, awesome. Okay, maybe not with their guns. And, and bikinis? Yes. All right. Bernard Daily Insurance. Please stay away from Vash. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, no. Stay in your Vash. We won't pay for it. That's their whole thing, is that, that any claims revolving around Vash, Bernard Delia will not pay for it. Uh, thing yeah, because be she, she blamed it on Ruth. Right. That's true. I mean, it was his fault. Well, it was caused because of Vash, but it was not caused by Vash. I thought those Thomases were like birds, uh-huh. but they don't have beaks. They have like weird mouths. Oh, I thought they had beaks too. They have like yeah. horse mouths. Now that you pause that, they have like little right on the bitty mouths. That's like horse mouths. Really freaky. Did I tell you that Thomases do make a return in another anime? Do they really? Gungrave. Oh, they bet, same. On, they bet on Thomas races. Uh, um, it is when, the same creators. When, yes, uh, for the anime. Yes, uh, Brandon. Oh. When Brandon Heat's working with the loan sharks, uh, they're they're they're, they're loan sharks for Thomas races. I'm gonna have to sh- look at that. Yeah. Huh. Well, check it out. The reason it's, it's really cool. The reason why we brought up the Thomases, uh, which again are those weird little like horse things. <laughs> yes, is that uh, Vash? Those are my wiener scared. Oh my <laughs> god! So Lord. All right. So Vash leaves. And Millie says that he matches the description perfectly, and he must be Vash, because he, quote, raised his hand when I called his name. <laughs> Meryl... I mean, that's a good... That's yeah. sound logic. Oh, I'd say so. Meryl is defiant to this, saying that Vash can't be an obnoxious idiot like I th- that. I think the best word to use for, for Meryl, actually, is that she's incredulous. Yeah. The drunk then stumbles out of another establishment, <laughs> knocks over Vash, Vash goes tumbling over and lands in a trough... To feed the Thomases, which is why we brought them up a second ago. <laughs> yes, thank you. The drunk then calls over to Vash, admonishing him for knocking into him, which is not what happened, by the way, and for not apologizing for doing so. 
He's sitting right there. Ow, ow, my shoulder hurts because of you. <laughs> that that is that is exactly the line. Actually, in the American version, he goes, "Oh, oh, my friggin' shoulder hurts because you slammed into me back there." Fashion shoulders, man. I know. Really, really. <coughs> almost sounds like almost sounds like a type of shampoo you should have. Fashion shoulders. <laughs> I would buy that. Can you look at that hair. Look of at that. You would. Look at that point. Look at that. For hair as majestic as fashion stampedes, try fashion shoulders. <laughs> if, it, if it was body wash, would it be vagin shoulders? <laughs> I am now dead. I am officially dead. Ugh. Yeah, Vash is confused by all this, by the way. <laughs> he, he has no idea what's going on. He tries to get away, but the drunk quickly grabs hold of him, favors his shoulder, and then quickly demands, how about a drink? <laughs> You you obviously have never been in bars around frat guys before, dude. I, you ran into me, bro. You you gotta pay for this, bro. You stepped on my on my um, flip flop, bro. I was the only one who actually went to a college. Hey, now <laughs> I went to a college, a real college, uh, so, oh, a university. Oh, <laughs> deep cuts, people. Deep cuts. <laughs> uh, so anyway. So again, Vash tries to leave once again, but the drunk then clings all four limbs around him. <laughs> when you pause it, it's rather compromising because it, it also looks like he's throttling Vash. Yeah, it's, it's meant to be compromising. That's the whole idea. Because uh, Vash starts to flail and scream, a crowd gathers, and Meryl wanders by, is completely embarrassed by Vash's behavior. Who then, he's trying to crawl for call for help while basically being strangled. After the fact... The drunkard looks and says, how about a little makeup kiss, brother? And then proceeds <laughs> to vomit, vomit on him. And, yeah. yep. <laughs> yeah. As I said, drunks are fun. Now, if this... Thank God we're not watching Excel Saga. That would be a dead Hyatt right now. That would be a dead Hyatt. That would that, be a Hyatt joke. I was waiting for Bill. I, I, I paused so Bill could make a snarky comment. He didn't. <laughs> he's learning. Or he's getting better. Or he's... He's lost all fucks. I was trying to figure out how to really put together El Pinalazzo. Oh, good lord. <laughs> Hail El Pino Lazzo! We go inside the bar, and we find out this guy's name is Frank, because the bartender bef- behind the counter calls him Frank. Right. Did he she, wave back? And she, and she looks like, <laughs> he leads and, back and waves. And she definitely looks like the type of person you don't want to fuck with. Yeah. She looks like, she looks like um, if your grandmother was as badass as that lady... My grandmother was as badass as yeah. that lady. Okay, well, I never, met your, I, I, I never met your grandmother when she was that badass. That's true. I saw yeah. her put a sharpshooter on his brother. It happened. Holy shit, really? <laughs> yeah. Frank responds that Vash is a son of a millionaire, which Vash quickly corrects and says, no, 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 please just bring us the cheapest stuff. I would, I'd appreciate that. Uh, the bartender then takes Vash's gun, which seems to get Frank's attention. Frank goes from being like all drunk to being very solemn. And he stares at the gun. Something's going on there that we'll find out about in about two minutes. Guns are fun. Guns are shiny. I like guns. Guns go boom, boom, people disappear. <laughs> oh. I do like the fact that people when... People get red, then disappear. I do like the it's fact that... how big though, a gun. <laughs> I, do, I do like the fact that when Vash um, gives her his gun, he he you know, he pop, he top, he opens the top brake, and his bullets fly out, and he just definitely catches it like it's oh, nothing. Yeah. He's Vash, and he's badass. Yeah. But it's very subtle, too. Yeah. At the same time. I think he hurts more people with the shells coming the out of the or the bullets mm-hmm. coming out of the receiver or out of can't fucking talk about guns. Out of the cylinder. I think Vash hurts more people with bullets coming back out of the cylinder. Yeah. 
Then he does actually shooting him. Shooting yeah. him. He hurts him with the cartridge, not the actual slug. Uh, yeah. So we get actually there's a there's I don't know if you guys caught it, but there's a hint of Ash's backstory here because they start talking about the gun. He says the gun was given to him. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we so we get that little bit of a hint of, of what we're gonna see later on. We're gonna get the full story of the guns. We'll get there. We'll get there. And Frank says it's not a good gun. Yeah, uh, I I love I love at this point how they kind of start referring to guns. In a sense of like mm-hmm. having a nice of a car. Yes, essentially. Yeah, they yeah. really get into the geekiness and they geek out over guns. Well, they they use terms like you know you know my heap and my you know mm-hmm. how it's broken down. Yeah, and, you know stuff like that. And it just it, it makes me giggle because I'm like, oh, they care about more about their guns than cars. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like their cars. It's it's really cool. I like it. Yeah. So even when the alcohol comes, uh, Frank still seems preoccupied by the gun. We get a weird close-up of him uh, pouring the booze, and I don't know if you noticed, but like his hands—I mean, yeah, they're dirty, um, but like they're really sketched weird. Like the the drawing of the close-up of his hands it just look weird to me. And you'll see it in just a few minutes, probably when they uh, when they show it on the screen here. But uh, it was, it was very interesting. Frank toasts to new friends and doesn't actually share any booze then with Vash, which is totally goes against the whole idea of a of a toast. But alcoholics, well, yeah. Vash asks the man about Frank Marlin, who apparently is someone who oh, he's Marlin. there I said looking Marlo. for. I apologize. No, that's fine. Frank Marlin. He's there looking for Frank Marlin. And strangely, the guy he's asking is named Frank as well. You think that's a coincidence? Probably. Okay. Mm. I'm sure no. that's all it is. Yeah, so it's, it's got to be. It's all, all it could possibly Animes be. Animes don't have coincidences. Anyway, so Frank says he never heard of the guy. Vash then calls to the grandma behind the bar. Like, he, he always calls her grandma, and then she gets really angry, mm-hmm. and he immediately changes his tone and asks about Frank Marlin. And apparently Frank is kind of a hero of the town, she explains. Uh, it was attacked Warning. by a group of... Warning. Expo- expository. Yeah, here, here's, our, here's, here's our exposition. Exposition. Exposition dump. Uh, she says that the town was attacked by bandits, and Frank, the gunsmith, handed out guns and showed the town how to use them to fight off said bandits. Vash then says he wants to, uh, wants Frank Marlin to fix his gun. The lady says that he'd probably just pawn it off for booze. To which Frank, which is definitely not Frank Marlin, throws his booze, his glass of booze at the old woman to <laughs> shut her up. So yeah. I just want to point out how beautiful the, uh, Frank Marlin gun on the wall. Oh, oh god, god yes. yes. Very nice. Very shiny. I, I love that. Yes. Well made. Frank then says, do you really want to give your gun to a complete stranger? You only have yourself to blame if you get shot in the back. Which I thought was a cool line. I thought Rather it was cool... ominous. It was too. very ominous. Yeah. He got really dark there. I, I think Is that foreshadowing? Either that or he was just calling them backstabbers for not giving them more booze. Maybe. <laughs> true, uh, true. Vash then shows Frank kindness by pouring him another drink. Uh, with we... with a very warm smile. Not, That's not, Vash, not, though. Not as goofy smile, but it's, you know, it's a very bright-eyed, very kind look. Vash can be very warm, and he, mm-hmm. he does it. He shows that kindness, and that's really one of the coolest things about this episode is how he tries to help out Frank. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So it's helping helping out by giving an alcoholic more alcohol. Baby steps. Baby steps. Uh, we go to the mayor's office where, Mar- <laughs> where Meryl and Millie visit the mayor to warn him about Vash. Uh, he just laughs them off and the whole idea of Vash the Stampede. And then when they really get insistent that Vash could be there, he says it'd be kind of fun, actually, to have him attack and spice things up a bit. Is that Grover Cleveland <laughs> as the mayor? Yeah, I think I think so. Pretty awesome. sure. I think that's up for I, President I like, Grover Cleveland. I do like when he's talking about Vash and how it's spicing things up. It does cut to Vash. Oh, girl, Nicholas, 
Going to Kasama in the mayor's office. Yeah, he's in the mayor's office wandering through a window. But anyway. <laughs> but I do like uh, when the mayor is talking about how it would be interesting for having Vash in town and how well cause problems and spice things up. It cuts to Vash yeah. and Frank drunkenly Just laughing. Sing, you know, drunk and singing. And then it's a, it's a quick cut. Yeah. And then it goes back to the mayor. Yeah. So we cut away from there to a gang of some sort. They're right outside the city limits. And there's this guy kicking back who's got this really weird haircut that's cut into three parts with like a shave part in between each. And he's reading a nudie mag called Eagle. And I like his lighter. Eagle. Way, he's smoking cigarettes. Yeah, and the, the lighter's lighter. pretty cool because it's his gun, which is yeah. pretty neat. The, this magazine Eagle, I was really fixated on it. Like, it was red letters. Some of the letters had eyeballs. And the uh, one of the E's in Eagle had like a tongue coming off of it. It was really weird. It was really real. You think it's called like, for like spread eagle? That was my first That's thought. That's probably a good good guess. But also maybe it's got American women in it. Oh, Ooh. maybe that that could be clever. That could be. I'm so probably that, we're probably overthinking which, the which, throwaway nudie bag. <laughs> yeah. Which which means that the Japanese look at American porn while we look at their Japanese tentacle porn. I mean, I guess some of us do. Yeah, Josh. So, uh, a guy with a you weird... You watched it, too! Uh, only when I stole it from you, just because I was really confused as why that guy had a robotic penis. Um, so, a guy with a star tattoo on his forehead comes running up a hill, kind of calling out to Big Bro, and says that an armored truck is heading to Warren City's bank. Big Bro, who is the guy with the weird-ass haircut, says uh, that... The nearest town is 400 yards away. Yards. Not yards, but yards. Because, again, all measurement is different. This, um, th- this time it's maritime measurement. Yar. Yar. <laughs> oh, nice. One. I feel like we made that joke. I, I don't know if we have, but that's awesome if we didn't. Uh, so, this is the perfect heist, apparently. Uh, the guy, like you said, lights his, his cigarette with his gun, which is pretty damn cool. A yard can't possibly be a yard, because 400 yards is not that far. That's, 400 yards? That's... That's two... That's, that's how many football fields? Two. No. Four. Four. four it's 4,000. That's okay, 400. That, yeah, you said 400. 4,000 yards. Okay, that's almost like a mile. That's like a, that's almost that, a mile. Yeah, so. it's almost a mile. No, that's fine, but yeah, I'm okay. saying 400. It's like, that's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I misspoke. 4,000 <laughs> yards. So he's also told, Big Brother's also told that Vash may be around, which makes Big Brother so excited that he jumps up onto his vehicle perching on, like, the window of it. His arms are drawn back, his fingers are wiggling, he's reaching for his guns, and he says he has a plan to have Vash the Stampede attack the armored car somehow. I have no idea what that means. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, they got a plan. They got a plan. Uh, Back in town. Yay! Vash and Frank (laughs) are kicked out of the bar, just like Frank was kicked out once before. Uh, Vash, one of my favorite visuals from any episode of Trigun, has a tie Tied around his forehead. Now, where did he get that? I don't know, but I <laughs> but, fucking but, love but it. But it is, it is kind of a, uh, a trope in, in Japanese culture that, because, you know, a lot of Japanese folks are, you know, business, are in business attire when they're out having fun. One of them's ine- inevitably going to tie their tie on their forehead. On their forehead. Absolutely, but he's a gunslinger with no tie. He stole it from someone. Fact, he wouldn't steal. If he's drunk. <laughs> yeah, he would. Okay. <laughs> or maybe the guy took it off and was like, this guy's fun, and tied it to his head. Yeah, that's possible. Okay. possible. That's possible. Yeah. But the other visual thing is hilarious, because he asks the uh, bartender to get his gun back. And we just <laughs> and have she... this great perspective shot where we see the gun just fly out and just hit Vash in the face. Yeah. To which, <laughs> to which Frank says, what happened, brother? And Vash says, 
I don't know. My head just started to hurt. And then she knows he like he, he catches, he catches his gun with yeah. no without, problem, without, and without, without even looking. looking. Yeah, yeah. So how much is he actually drunk here? I'm guessing probably not at all. Yeah. Well, there's them, a scene later though that makes me wonder. But we'll get there. Right, right. Um. So <laughs> Frank suggests that they go back to his house so they can drink some more and make him better. Uh, Millie and Merrill are wandering around the street with flashlights and they stop them. <laughs> Millie says, uh, man, he sure looks happy. <laughs> to which Meryl's like, oh, Jesus Christ, he's drunk. Um, uh, apparently, they're out looking for Vash. Uh, they say a cheers to the wonderful women and then stagger away. Meryl reprimands them for their use of alcohol as a, quote, escape from reality. Break card! Break card! And then we come back. Thank you, Guitar Josh. Uh, so... <laughs> Guitar Josh, guitar solo! Uh, yes. We go to Frank's house. His house is filled with empty booze bottles and cigarette butts. What you'd expect from a drunkard's house. Or some people we used to associate with. Back Did he say day. I'm plotzed? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Don't you straw. love that he, he's, he's drinking wild turkey with a silly, silly straw? straw. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. That is amazing. <laughs> that well, is... Isn't that the only way you... Isn't that how you're supposed to drink wild turkey? I think so. Oh, all right. Uh, Frank says he does charity work. And that he doesn't have to worry about being coherent in the morning. Uh, so he just does whatever he wants when he wants, essentially, is what that means. Frank rambles then on drunkenly about helping one person and how that only brings the suffering of another. So now all he does is drink. Now that will be explained in just a little bit. Right. That is there's definite. That there's is a some, bit of backstory, some exposition we'll yeah, get in a little bit that explains and that. He- and we get some heavy-duty stuff. It does get that. a little heavy. Yeah. Uh, Frank then passes out and Vash tucks him in, all sweet and, and, and nice. Which, by the way, I don't think I mentioned, but doesn't Frank actually drink from the bottle with his feet? No, he grabs one of the bottles with oh, his foot. with his foot. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Still kind of weird. Vash then goes over and grabs a random doll off a desk, which then we go to a flashback of a guy telling Vash about how Frank's wife and kid were killed in a bank robbery, and the guns that the bank robbers used were actually given to them by Frank himself. One act of kindness, giving these people the guns led to uh, an act uh, of not so much kindness, of death, of his own family. Right. Which is sad. It really is. It's It's um gives you a really good idea of why Frank is the way he is. Yeah, he's just a um, broken man who, who wanted to do good for people, and mm-hmm. it, it kind of bit him in the ass. It did. Well, again, that's one of the reasons I like Trigun. Because mm-hmm. there's real thought and psychology behind the stories being told. Yeah, good e- even the even the really throwaway good. individual stories, like these yeah. ones that aren't part of the me- the, the overall plot. It, right. no, yeah, because this is all just, once again, establishing elements. These are all elements that help to establish our characters the way they are. And I like, then we cut back to Vash watching Frank and he, he, go, he goes and he actually pukes. Yeah, and so it makes me wonder, he probably did drink a little bit at least. He puked, he pukes later after drinking heavily. Yeah. Right. Um... But maybe he has no, he doesn't get inebriated, but he, just goes, he gets sick. sick. He gets sick because it's a poison and his body is getting rid of the poison. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Well, we do know, we'll learn some things about that. Vash's later anyway that might yeah. make that clear. Yeah. Uh, next morning, Frank wakes up and finds Vash gone. <coughs> and uh, someone shouts that Vash is here and attacking the armored car. The robbers have tied up the drivers outside and they've basically set up Big Brother. As Vash the Stampede. Yep, they're, saying, right. they're saying he's he's the humanoid typhoon. He's yep. the one and only, the man with the 60 billion double dollars. He's got, they're probably using the dozens of legions mm-hmm. or dozens of henchmen mm-hmm. rumor to their advantage. Absolutely. At this point. The people are all freaked out. Marilyn and Millie are freaked out. 
And, and uh, they're helping them. And they're helping them. Actually, they're probably forced to do so. And then they, they stop to say, uh, hey, Mr. Vash, so um, we need to have you answer some questions because we're from the Bernard Daly Insurance Society. <laughs> And uh, Meryl, just, Meryl is single-minded on on task. She really she is. Really does. And he basically says, shut the fuck up and load the car. And they're like, okay, yes, boss. <laughs> and they do. Vash is hiding in a garbage can nearby. <laughs> he just pops up oh, all yeah. like Oscar the Grouch uh, and says, <laughs> it says, uh, counter- Vash the Grouch. Yes. Or Oscar the, the Stampede. Yeah. He says, countermeasure number one, we take the place of a hostage. To which case we find out he's not talking to himself. Frank is behind him and leans on the can and basically pushes him back in. Well, and says, it, "Nope, won't work." I, I hate, I hate the, uh, I hate to keep referring forward, but countermeasure number one: take the place of a hostage. <laughs> yeah, he, he sure. may employ that tactic later. He might. He might. He might. I, I, I do like it though. That yeah, every t- every plan that he comes up with. Frank just kind of comes up with this counterpoint. It's like whenever Bill and I get into an argument, I come up with a point and Bill just comes up with the, the, mm-hmm. no, this is not going to work. That's because you're always wrong. Countermeasure number two, panic everyone by shouting, earthquake! That one's a good one. I don't know why they didn't try that one. Right. Maybe because they couldn't find the pro wrestler, earthquake? That could, oh, rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and then Frank comes up with countermeasure number three, which is, let him take the money. No, that was Typhoon. That was Typhoon. That was, Shockmaster uh, okay. was Typhoon. Okay. And he's still alive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I thought he was, but I yeah. thought maybe I was. Typhoon was such a better gimmick than uh, his original gimmick, which was Tugboat. <laughs> so uh, he, which one was, he was the one that was Shark also. No. Earthquake was Earthquake Shark? Shark. Okay. okay. Which one's John Tenta? John Tenta is... Is Earthquake. Is Who it? is Lava Girl? <laughs> shark Boy and Lava Girl. Oh, anyway. God. Sorry. But shark Boy is a different, <clears throat> different person. I know. I yeah, was Shark my, Boy was that, that was my joint. My joint. That was my joint. That was my joint. Shark Boy You're was kind of stu- a joint right now. Oh. Shark Boy became that stupid werewolf with the abs in the uh, in the Twilight movies. I guess he's gained weight since then. He's not as cute as he was. Oh. He's got dad. He's rocking a dad bod now. Probably. Oh. I was talking about the wrestler Shark Boy. Yeah, I met him. You're a nice guy. Lava Girl. Yeah, then you should know what the fuck I'm talking about instead of. Referencing Twilight. Well, I... Frank then proposes countermeasure number three, which is let them take the money. Because, uh, again, Frank has no uh, no wants and gives no shits and does not want to get involved. I don't think it's that. I think he doesn't want to create an es- a situation that could escalate and people get hurt and killed again. Well, fair enough. Well, that... uh, Yeah, like he said, he's not going to help anybody because it's just going to make things worse. Yeah. Right. Vash then says he, that they, he has to act because he points out a girl who's running along with her mother... And says, that oh. girl was promised by her mother that they would buy something with money from that bank. Which, then Frank's like, how did you know that? How do you know that? He's like, yeah, I just made it up. <laughs> I totally see you doing that. Why? I don't know. I mean, you're you're a literary person. You, you... Oh, I lie to my students all the time. Exactly. You this... make up stories oh, all I do, the I do time. it all the time. Exactly. Like, I do like, too, though. Like, <laughs> like, like, like once... Uh, once my, uh, my, my kids were like complaining because I had made a bunch of copies of stories and they're like, oh, I don't want to read this. Oh, you killed so many trees. And I was like, yeah, well, I hate trees. And they're like, why would you hate trees? I'm like, a tree killed my brother, stone face. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, my brother was driving along and something had happened in a storm. Lightning hit. A tree came down, crashed in his car and he's dead. They were quiet for the next 20 minutes until a girl spoke up and said, you were joking about that, right? It's like, oh yeah, I was totally joking. Yeah, no, I'm totally joking. <laughs> <laughs> and then, anyway, yeah, yeah. So yeah, don't try to. Do- 
What do you mean I wouldn't do that? No, yeah, you would totally that, do that. That totally yeah, okay. uh, Frank, I hate recess. That killed my brother. You should have just kept going like... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes! Every time. That'd you should have just... Oh, that's going to be my new thing. Uh, you hate recess. That killed your brother. Oh, my God. Frank asks what good sticking your, uh, your neck out will do. And Vash says nothing except, quote, the situation is not equal. Nice. I like it. Yeah. I like it. In comes the equalizer. Yes. Uh, so we move to the fight. Vash walks up, trash can lid still on his head. I love that image. Yeah. It, it, the, whole, the whole, like, Yojimbo thing. Yes. Yeah. I was actually thinking more of one of the opening scenes in, in Ninja Scroll. Where I can see, see that. Yeah, where you see him uh, walking and you know, he's got the hat on mm-hmm. and all. Or just any of those classic, those classic movies. Yeah, yeah, I think that was probably referencing... Yojimbo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So he walks up and then walks over the car and like basically creates a distraction. They're like, what the fuck is going on? And then he kicks out the knife in his boot. Yeah. And then slashes one of their tires and says, oh man, you have a flat tire. One of the henchmen runs up with a gun, but Bash reaches up and grabs the barrel and keeps him from firing, which is really cool. What's that called? The chamber he grabbed? I love how at one point he actually does point the gun at himself, too. Yeah, he does. Uh, Vash then starts choking the man, and I swear to God, for a guy that doesn't kill anyone, he breaks this guy's neck. Doesn't he? That doesn't, there, nece- that he doesn't snaps necess- his neck. That doesn't necessarily kill someone. That is a misnomer. There is there, an audible yeah, crack. But, yes, but if you're trying to be a pacifist, you probably should not go around breaking necks. Have you ever, have you ever popped your neck so hard no. that you kind of blacked out a little bit? No. I don't do that because that's fucked up. So that's what he probably did. He probably popped his neck so hard he went, oh, that felt good. I'm going to conk out No, there are moments in this anime where Vash commits. I think we just have to put it aside simply because it's an anime. It's a cartoon. And not again, not to jump ahead, but later he does a pistol whip Mm -hmm. that would definitely have killed the person. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Big Brother again claims to be Vash's stampede, to which Vash says he thought the humanoid typhoon, typhoon was supposed to be a lot more handsome, uh, which it compar- obviously pisses Big Brother off. Vash stands toe-to-toe with Big Brother, his gun in his pocket, pointed at Big Brother with his big gun <laughs> as well. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, euphemism. I'm no, sorry. it's not. Even though it kind of looks like he's, he pops it totally looks like I've got a pocket. It totally looks like a euphemism. i got a rocket in my pocket. Yes, I thought you said it backwards. Meanwhile, I almost did. Meanwhile, Frank watches dumbfounded from the side. Millie and Meryl also wait, ready to use force. But before anything can happen, the lady from the bar comes out with her gun that was on the wall drawn. Wow. Which made, which obviously, as we know, was made by Frank Marlin. This leads to the rest of the town eventually drawing guns and coming out while Frank stands on the side, angry and wondering why they are doing this. Because the town's full of decently good people. It's true. Which is kind of <laughs> eye-opening to him because they don't treat him that nicely, right? That's, you know, now that he's become a drunk. Well, yeah, they probably because it's more of a pity thing than anything else. I mean, how would you feel if you saw a man that saved, that single-handedly saved your town? Oh yeah, have, and just kind of lose thing, everything, and then fall from grace and turn into a complete shitbag drunk. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. I would be pissed too because I'm like, you did great things, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Big Brother's gun splits off into like ten parts, and we think he's got the upper hand until Frank sneaks behind him and puts a gun to his head, mm-hmm. and the robbers take off. Well, not really a gun. We find out both Frank and Bash actually were just holding up their hands and finger pistols. Mm-hmm. Dude, <laughs> Nat twenty. 
on that intimidation. Yeah, that check. that bluff was that was a the great that bluff. That was a great one. Mm-hmm. We move on to near the end of the episode. Vash gets drunk once again, <laughs> and the people are actually okay, and they want to celebrate this time. He says, "Grandma, what you waiting for? Fill her up!" And then he gets hit in the head. <laughs> um, <laughs> Meryl is still sad that they still haven't found the real Vash. Although Millie once again points out that Vash matches the description exactly. But Meryl just, she won't have it. Right. Doesn't buy it. No. Vash leaves and says, oh man, I've really got to find the can. Which I love that (laughs) line. That's such a great line. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he's stopped by Frank, who uh, points a gun, quote unquote, at him, his finger guns again. And then uh, says uh, he fixed his gun for him. Frank asks Vash what his plans are with that gun, and Vash says, I intend to use it to create peace and equality throughout the world. But he says it, like, really loud, and, like, like he's, he's chanting Obnoxi- it, yeah. and obnoxiously, yeah. which is what Vash does. That's what Vash do. Frank offers to fix the gun anytime he needs it down the road, and then says he's given up alcohol. So our fall, our hero that you said has fallen from grace has now... Found his redemption. Found his redemption. I love a redemption story. Yeah, it is. It's a good redemption story. Uh, Millie and Meryl watch, and Vash is about to say his name, uh, cause he asks, he says, what, what is your name? Frank says, and he's about to say, and Millie and Meryl are like creeping in the background, oh, we're gonna find out who he really is. And then he vomits all over. <laughs> and that's it! Well, not quite. Vash sets out, and Millie and Meryl just happen to be going the same direction. Yeah. Uh-huh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think Meryl, is deep start, down, is starting knows. starting to think that, that this actually is Vash. Yeah, or could be. So she wants to keep an eye on him. Uh, Vash points a finger gun at the sky, shouts, bang, bang, and we fade, which is weird. <laughs> and we end. End credits. Yeah. So that was episode three. Peacemaker. Of Trigun. Pre- peace- peacemaker. All right, uh, what'd you think of this episode? Bill, you said this was one of your favorites. Let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, like Josh said, there's a redemption story. Like we said throughout, there's real depth to these characters. Mm-hmm. You know, you care about Frank. I don't think we ever see him again, Mm-mm. but we care about him. He's mentioned a couple times, but that's about it. Yeah. I think you see him in, in a in a latter episode, but it's more of a reference point for something. Gotcha. Right. Um, it really, I mean... Both episodes really feel like a western. You yeah, know, you have oh, out- outlaws and land barons, and yep. and the the fallen drunk gunsmith and robbers, bank robbers. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They matter. They feel like a real story. Mm-hmm. Like I've said, I think my problem with Excel and not being a hundred percent bored is in that case there's just so much random goofiness and references we didn't quite always get. On the other end of that, some of these shows that I don't like mm-hmm. have these huge, intricate mythologies that you have to understand, which is not bad in its own right, Yeah, but you have to understand every little point of it and every power-up, and it's always just doing the yeah. same cycle again. This is not. No. This is the kind of show I like, where every episode, not every episode, obviously, we get a little bit of overarching stuff at the end, like we mentioned, but... Yeah, around the, around the, the, the final yeah, half, mid, yeah, midway yeah. through the series. But there is plenty of standalone, good, well-put-together stories mm-hmm. that feel like what they want to feel like. You know, they really feel like a Western. They really feel like a redemption story. They really feel like sci-fi. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a well-put-together series. Yeah, it is. And this episode, like you said, it does it does all the, the tropes of a Western really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh? I really do enjoy this episode. I think it may be one of my top uh, five episodes. Okay. For 
the same reasons that Bill pointed out. Now, I'm not a huge... Now, I want to point this out. I'm not a huge Western fan. Mm-hmm. I've, there are only a couple Western movies that I really enjoy, like Tombstone and uh, a couple of John Wayne movies I can't think of off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. McClinock, or McClinock and uh, True Grit. I'm not a huge Western person either, to be honest. I haven't seen a ton. Right. Mm-hmm. But this really does have a, a strong feel of, of, a, of a good Western, but also, yes, really great writing. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key thing. We've got these great motifs, you know, a little modernization to them. But also, r- right now, this is, we're three episodes in, but we don't have an overarching plot yet outside of the girls chasing at, starting to follow after a man they think it could be Vash. Yeah. But they're not quite sure. And the fact of the matter is that that this right now is still doing a lot of world building and character creating. Yeah. But look at certain shows like um, The X-Files or Supernatural or uh, Buffy. And the first two, the early on, obviously. Right. Where they spent so much time on stories that made sense. Single episode. You cared about who the characters were. Both the side characters and the main characters. And they got in, they did their job of the story, and they got out. Yeah, your Monster of the Week type format, which, yep. is, which is good. Which is great. And then, but espe- again, especially Supernatural X-Files, mm-hmm. my complaint about them is they always went to an arc. And with Trigun, it was great because it ended. Right, yeah. There was a story, it got told, it's done. Imagine how annoying it would have been if they did Season 2 Trigun, uh, now Vash's dad's here, and which, he's even more powerful than Ives. Which is one of my problems with anime a lot of times now, where right. back in the day, they could tell a good story in 26 episodes. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. it felt complete, and then now Hell, you've got, sometimes like... sometimes you get that in 12 episodes. You could. And that, now you've got, and again, there were exceptions, Dragon Ball Z, Sailor Moon, where it went multiple seasons. But I'm right. not going to say that Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z were flawless. They not, dragged on. Oh, yeah. Not in the. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Filler content. What? Absolutely. It's, it's a huge. It's a huge. Early Sailor Moon. They had episodes like uh, Mercury Amy is going to move away, uh-huh. or everybody's sick except for Venus, so she's uh-huh. to take care of everybody. Yeah. They had those character building episodes. Yeah, absolutely. That were just there to build who they were and the relationships. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Right. And those were great. Which but, is yeah. what makes anime better than manga, manga, manga. Well, but yeah, in a lot of ways. Right. I didn't stay attached to Sailor Moon in the later seasons that didn't come over yet. Uh-huh. You know, I didn't watch, I didn't get into any of the Starlight stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, neither did I. Um, I didn't really get into a ton of the Neo Tokyo Moon Kingdom stuff. I uh-huh. mean, the first time, you know, we have Rini, but I never saw uh, Chibi Chibi Moon or right, right. any of that. I got, I got a little bit past that where they were, you know, dealing with Saturn and all that. But yeah, after a while. Anime runs its course. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's my it's one of the huge complaints that I've had about Bleach, especially yes. like the manga yes. of Bleach is still going to this day because it makes money. That's why, right? And I could go. To, I want to go to Japan and punch Teddy Kubo in the face and say, "Just end the motherfucker." Well, couldn't you say the same thing about America with sequels, remakes, things like that? Oh well, yeah, they know, yeah, just because they know they'll make money. Well, well honestly, I, I want to yes. go to whoever whoever makes uh makes Supernatural, punch them in the face, and say, "End it," so I can actually. Watch the show and not have to worry about getting caught up. I just want to finish right. it. Well, you're right, and and you could say the same thing about American comic books. I mean, yeah, oh my god, yes. They've just ran one character through every possible scenario you could think. Yeah, of. every iteration, every scenario, every goofiness, every what if. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, eventually we're going to get sick of Deadpool running running the show. Absolutely, 
And I've... And Peter Parker being People already are getting sick of Deadpool as a character. Mm. I, I think, love Deadpool, but yeah, you need to back that up. But that's a whole other discussion we it, can have. It is, but, my, but that's my point, is that when you... At least with those movies, they're constantly reinventing them. Mm-hmm. Comics, TV shows, movies. Right. You can love the character and not care about what 616 is doing with them. Mm-hmm. Right. But but when you get into something like the anime, and it's just the anime, or the anime and the manga, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's all you have, and they just keep dragging it out, it's like, well, I love this character, I'm sick of doing this. Mm-hmm. What, what are the other exceptions I have about an anime that, that goes on for multiple seasons that I do enjoy is Full Metal Alchemist. And I think mostly because of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is the pure manga storyline, no filler, no contrived ending just to finish the anime. They they went the full length of the series. It's a lot. It was long running series, but it was a good build, mm-hmm. and it didn't it didn't feel like they were just continuing on just to continue on. Right. They, it was like, no, we have a story to tell. It's like Game of Thrones. It's a big ass story to tell, though. It's right. a lot to do. Right, which is not necessarily bad. No, not at all. So, my <laughs> thoughts on the episode. Yeah, I don't have, I don't have much to add because you guys have really kind of hit most of it. But it is a really great episode. I like. Again, the, the continuation, the build of these three characters, and the elements of, you know, I like this character, Frank. I like the the kind of tropes that we see here. It's just a really good episode. It really is. And a lot of, again, solid gags. Mm-hmm. Solid gags in this one. So, All right. So that is episode three, Peacemaker. Josh yeah, is yeah, going yeah, to take us that. out. This is Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three drunk in their thirties. Talk about anime. Hey, shut up. <laughs> hey, I I really have to find the can. <laughs> Look out, I'm Josh. I need my phone. <laughs> Josh is gone. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm the son of a millionaire. My name is Andy. And I'll drink anything without calling it. I'm Bill. Isn't that the truth? And uh, we'll see you next week. I don't have a thing. Ha! Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Tuning Japanese is part of the Questionable Endeavor Network. For more information on other podcasts and articles, check out questandnetwork.com. While you're there, listen to other great shows like The Shadow Bane Podcast, The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, The Geek and Gamer Guild, Raw Attitude Podcast, Slasher Sanitarium and the brand new show Pone Stars. Countermeasure number one take the place of a hostage. Won't work. Number two, then. Send everybody into a mad panic by shouting, Earthquake! Even worse. Well, then what do you suggest? 
I have to go with number three. You know, we just stand back here where it's safe, let him take the money and shut up. I don't think so. Why the hell are you sticking your neck out? If you just keep quiet, you just might stay alive. There'll be a lot less damage around here, too. Look, do you see that little girl? Yeah. Her mother promised to buy her something with her money that used to be in the bank before this happened. You know her? Nah, I just made it up. What are you doing worrying about other people's money? I mean, what good's it gonna do you? Nothing at all. Except that this situation is not equal. Thank you.